You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a new episode of Delirious Nomads, brought to you by Blacklight Media Records, a weekly podcast hosted by yours truly, celebrity chef Chris Santos, I hate calling myself that, and underground metal connoisseur Matt Bacon, who loves being called that. This is your new favorite podcast for all things heavy metal, as well as breakdowns of your favorite combat sports and riffing on some food talk every week with very special guests from across the globe. All right, so if you missed us, we're back after a little holiday hiatus. We're back. It's 2022. Feels like 2021, but it's 2022. And we have a repeat guest. We don't even need to say his last name. We just call him the metal ambassador these days. Uh, You guys all know him as Jose from Liquid Metal and Octane and all those places. Um, He's back with us uh, for a very special episode because we are going to talk about the Pantera, the Vinny and and Dime limo restoration that you just did. But if you want, we can finish... The conversation we were just have, having before we started recording about your dog and um, how you can measure how long it's been since he's been to the bathroom. Well, <laughs> first of all, first of all, Happy New Year to my brothers, Matt and Chris. Uh, love you guys and fucking much respect and everything. And uh, I'm glad to be here with you dudes doing this. It's my first uh, one of these of the year, man. So Thanks for inviting me back, man. Repeat, awesome. repeat. Yeah, but I, I, t- I love taking my dog to the park. And, uh, he, he, you know, he does the pee-pee caca, pee-pee caca. And uh, I always love to smoke a joint. And it's like a, a daily thing that I do. But sometimes I'm not able to walk him. And my family doesn't walk him ever. So they're lazy. They don't even let him out in the backyard. We have a little backyard. Just let him out. But they're just that bad. And okay. so... Uh, but when I'm here at the house, I'm always constantly hanging out. I'm, we're going to the bathroom. We're smoking weed together. And then, uh, but when I come home from after hours and hours and hours, dude, he's so pent up. He just wants to go outside. And I can tell how long his stream goes and, and, that they've never taken him out. And then I'll prove it by asking them, did you guys take him out these last eight hours? Did anybody open the door? And they're like, no, well, no. So, and I, I can tell because of his stream. So it's science-based. It, there's continuous uh, data being gathered and organized. Uh, I got pie charts, Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, I know, dude. And, and yesterday, he went four bags of caca. Today, right now, he just gave me one bag. But four bags, that's because, and finishing the story, that's because two days in a row, I wasn't able to walk him. Two days, because I was out, I was busy, I wasn't here. Two days. And so on the third day, 
four bags of caca. See? And what kind of dog is this? He's a 12-year-old Shih Tzu Maltese who uh, his name is Rocky Dimebag. I feel like this is a this is it's like some joke in here with the Shih Tzu and the caca. It's no, dude, but I also love just saying caca. I think caca is a really cool word to say. And I just think it brings a smile to your face. See, I'm looking, look, both of you guys are smiling when I said caca. I have two dogs and, and the puppy, she hasn't quite grasped that you're supposed to pee pee and caca outside of the house. So she's constantly doing it inside the house, which is really becoming a bit much at this point. Don't she's, she's you ever step in it when you're like buzzed yes. or tired yes. and you're just like wanting to go to the bathroom, just so fucking tired. And then you still like, oh, I had I had an incident once and it was not great, but whatever. She's adorable. But um, anyway, <laughs> man, it's 2022. There's a lot going on. But, you know, in 2021, you used your time um, to do something really exciting. And uh, everyone that's listening right now has heard about it. I'm sure I've heard about it. Matt's heard about it. But I want to really I just want to hear you tell the story. Like, how did this happen? How did you get this limo and all the things? And when do I get to get getting a ride in it? Yes, I'm going to take you and your girl out and Melissa and I will come and we'll just cruise. We can invade different spots. Uh, you know, everywhere. So you could just make a route for us and we can just we can do whatever, dude. All right. Nice. It goes back to me loving and serving and and pushing their music and their spirit forever. They're my favorite band, absolutely favorite band. My first tattoo was the Pantera tattoo. They're, they're the ultimate band in my head. And uh, I, I am a massive fan. And, and I host all the dime bashes and all the ride for dimes. And none of this for money. You know, none of this for, for anything, but I'm serving the community. This is something that I'm doing to give back to Dime uh, and then Vinny, you know. But uh, after Dime, Vinny and I became close friends. Uh, which I couldn't believe. And I, you know, it's still, still, still hard to believe. And when he passed away, we were all very, very, uh, in, in June of 2018, just devastated. Um, the world lost the biggest, um, kindest, uh, huge metal star. Like there is no other person out there, not right now. And he was the only one, dude. He was the nicest, most famous metal dude ever. He would buy beer shots and food and anything for strangers. Nobody does that. There's not name one giant metal figure that would do shit like that now. And then, and in between there was, there wasn't anybody. So we, we lost a, a, a hero uh, in, in June of 2018. I went to the funeral. Uh, I'm in the lobby, very nervous, you know, just by myself, really, it was a weird experience to be there. And there was a lot of uh, celebrity musicians and family there. And then they came and asked me, Jane, who was the Pantera PR lady for many, many years. Uh, she came and grabbed my hand and she was like, Jose, this is before the funeral was about to start, the, the private one. We need you. Uh, we need you to speak. And I said, when? You mean tomorrow at the public thing? I know about that. No, they were like, right now. Mm. Shit. Right now. What? Who else is speaking? Ace Freely. And like two of his friends, mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? So I did this, you know, I, 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 I went up and I, and I spoke and it was, uh, it was crazy. The open casket, you know, mm -hmm. right. I was on a podium and he was right, right down here. And it was, 
I was, my fucking mind was melting, dude. Um, so, I mean, that, you know, we were close, man. And then, and then um, it was funny. Ch Chad from Nickelback came up to me in the little um, area where the family goes afterwards. And he was like, man, what, a, what an incredible speech, Jose. You wrote a really cool speech. And I, I wrote, dude, I did that shit. I have no idea what I was going to say. I just went, I had no fucking idea. I just went up there and I just spoke, but I spoke from the heart. But he said, you know, he couldn't believe that I, I didn't write that. Anyways, fast forward two years later, we just bought this house in Costa Mesa, California, using all of our fucking money, Chris. Uh, you know how expensive shit is over here. But we also, I used my 401 fucking K as much as I could get. My wife used all of her fucking 401k. This, it's a fucking expensive. So I'm just trying to paint the picture, the finances, right? Yeah, so right. we just get this house in July. August, I'm in the kitchen. I get a call, August 2020, I get a call from Jake Lawson, who is um, with the Vinny estate, very close to Vinny. Jake Lawson is a famous tour manager, security guard, shine down, seven dust. Uh, hell yeah. I mean, a ton of bands. You know who this dude is, Jake Lawson, a tall dude, deep voice, super fucking badass. He called me and he was like, hey, Jose, uh, we'd like to ask you something. And I, and I said, well what? Well, what's up? The Vinnie Paul estate would like to give you his limo. And my fucking heart, because I've been in this limo. I know I'm very, very much very aware of the limo. And I said, whoa, does it work? I absorbed it. And I said, does it? Yeah. Does it run? And he was like, Ooh, uh, no, <laughs> I'll send you a picture and video. Uh, it's, it's in pretty bad shape, but you know, we're either going to, it's, it's worthless. We can't even set, we can't sell this. This is going to cost us money to remove from the property. Cause Vinny was, uh, the estate was getting rid of the Vegas stuff and the limo, a 1997 Lincoln stretch custom stretch limo was rotting in the dirt in Las Vegas for years. Rotting became one with the earth dirt next to an old horse barn part of on Vinny's property. Um, I mean, the fucking weeds, you know, I mean, it was uh, tires were, were yeah, those first pictures were really rough. Yeah, no, I mean, it didn't work. It was, we couldn't even get it onto the tow truck. It wouldn't start the we the, the, the tires were rotted and, and they could, they wouldn't turn. We had to drag that sucker uh, onto a flatbed and they use bride dog has a uh, bride dog is Vinny's uh, best friend. Uh, and and the uh, the one who runs the estate, uh, Bry Dog had this archery bow uh, bow and arrow set, and he had that big haystack. It was like a big target. They put that behind the limo, literally, because the the guy's chains weren't working right either. And they put it behind the the, the limo, and a t another tow truck, physically with a bow and arrow target kit, was slant, pushing it, trying to drag it onto the flatbed okay so let me let me i'm sorry i went a little ahead to get, picking the limo up so but that was part of the uh, state sale getting rid of all this stuff so basically yeah jake was saying it's going to cost us money to get rid of this we will, we want to give it to you because we we believe that you will do something good with this and i was just my fucking head was spinning with just now it was just money now i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god like fuck like, I don't have any money to do this. 
you know, and, and, and I was freaked out to tell Melissa. So I got, I got the videos and I got the pictures and, and they were, there was rusted. It was rusted through. You can see through certain parts of it. I mean, it was just really bad, really in bad shape. Gross. I mean, it was, it was gross, you know, it just smelled. It was just fucking gross, waterlogged and just nasty. It looked like whatever they did the last night in that limo was fun though. <laughs> yeah, there was cups and there was a lot of uh, shot glasses and stuff still left. And there was a lot of stuff that we found in the limo. But uh, the conversation with Melissa. So I called her and I told her this. And I was afraid that she was going to get mad at me and be like, how can, how can we do this? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, because now all of a sudden this is money. I have to go pick it up. It's going to cost me thousands just to do that, you know, and that's just the beginning. But I had to go in a certain time frame, too. So it wasn't like, oh, you got plenty of time. No. Uh, by the blank of whatever August, you know, you have to get it. So um, I called Melissa and her first reaction was like, oh my God, that is so fucking cool. You should be so proud, honey. Oh my God. How do you feel? And then she, I was like, oh, really? Like she wasn't at all mad. She didn't even think the first thing in her head wasn't money. So I was like, oh my God. And then I told my kids and they were, they lit up. They were like, really? whoa and i was like oh shit no one's really mad you know and and then that's when for me i was like i'm comfortable with this uh my family's cool with this this is gonna be a big burden for us right now but let's let, let's let's see what we can do so that was august of 2020 and it was october uh of 2020 when we launched the gofundme I went to body shops and body shops and everybody was denying me. No one wanted to work on it. They said, you don't have enough money for this. Like you can't fix this. Nobody wanted to fucking help fix that shit. It was that bad. But my friend, Sonny, you know, Sonny, Sonny's a really good friend of mine. One of my best friends. He was here at the house one day and, you know, he saw me. He's like, I was stressing about it. I was like, I, I don't, I don't know how to do this. And what am I supposed to do? And he said, dude, why don't you ask for help? Why don't you ask the fans, dude? Why don't you ask Pantera fucking fans? You, you know, they trust you. I love them, you know? And it was just, it just hit. I was like, oh my God, that's the fucking. And then we can, everybody that donates will get their name in the car, in the limo. At first I thought I was going to put it on the inside of the trunk and then like underneath, like have a, like a display, but no one would fucking see that. But uh, I'll tell you what we ended up doing in a little bit. So yeah, dude. So then we started the, you know what? And we started the GoFundMe on the day that Eddie Van Halen died. Oh, geez. We started it in the morning. Yeah, man. But Eddie Dime was buried with one of Eddie's, the yellow and black guitar. Mm -hmm. So, and that was their favorite band, you know? So the day that I publicly asked for help, the morning, it was the October 8th, I think it was the day. Uh, I, it was that morning we launched it. Uh, some people gave me, some people on social media gave me a hard time. Oh, you're fucking, you have money. You fucking fix it. You know, mm -hmm. why in the fuck should we fuck? You know, like, but the 99% was like, fuck yes. We want to help you, dude. And it was just genuine. And within a week, we raised like 30,000. Despite, you know, the Eddie stuff. And I only put up one post. It wasn't like I was doing multiple posts. I felt right. uncomfortable doing the one post in the beginning to, to say, hey, you know, and then, you know, it, even like uh, close people that aren't close with us anymore for various reasons. But, you know, they were saying, oh, they're just doing it to pay their car payments. Oh, Jesus. It's like, why in the fuck? <laughs> what? 
And right. so, and, and, and if Melissa, Melissa works hard, dude, Melissa, my wife uh, runs Victoria's Secret, Orange County. She's a fucking boss lady. Uh, but she posted a picture of her and she had, she got a purse and people were like, oh, fucking go fund me money, uh, paying you off. Nice. Huh? And it's like, oh, really? Re and then, so now we were afraid to, to even do anything that people were going to fucking accuse us of, you know what I mean? It was fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. weird, dude. That's but it was yeah. just, a, it, it was, un, it was, but it, I knew it was going to happen. I knew because people just assume what they, people will just think whatever they want to think. You know, some people think I bought this limo, you know, still be, Oh, you bought this limo. It's like, no, I inherited it, you know? And so the quote, I mean, I, I got no, uh, so I got the, in a, in a few months later, I got about, uh, we ultimately raised about 50,000, but then I finally had to, I took about seven months of engine work, seven months of replacing everything rusted out you know bottoms every gas tanks fuel everything all the shit suspension uh, control arms i learned a lot about a lot of shit motors for every fucking thing the trunk the fucking the windows i mean just everything and then i was trying to go around to get quotes to see how much and nobody wanted to fix it they wouldn't even call me back people wouldn't even give me answers i went to body shops in orange county and la county and People were like, we can't fit it. There's no room that you don't, there's, where's this will take too long. No, 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 no. I called around more. I gave up for an, a, like a month or so. I was like, just so discouraged by it. Dude, this took so many hours of my life uh, just to get the smog test. This car hasn't been driven forever. And now you have to drive it like 500 miles to even get up to the spot where you can even test the smog test. But driving this rusted limo around Orange County, back and forth, up and down the five, just trying to go as far as I could and then drive back around, spending hours and hours and hours. And then it wouldn't work. We tried testing it with this kit that my mechanic had. It didn't work. So I would come back the next fucking Saturday drive around the limo all day just driving because I'm, i need to get it up to a certain i need mm -hmm. to I, I didn't know any of this shit i don't know shit about like cars like and all this other stuff but it, all that dude but just the stuff that no one knows about you know the hours of going to long beach to meet the mechanic to wait there to meet with him to come back to take an uber to somewhere and then get a ride back or an mm -hmm. uber back to fucking like what dude it was getting so frustrating and so i took a little break about a month and i started calling around again and then i talked to one guy and i was telling him the story in the in, in mid store i was like hey jose mangan serious xm i inherited this famous limousine from pantera's uh vinnie paul dimebag daryl uh, you know and have you heard of them you know yes no and so i would kind of do this and i was talking telling the story like i i would do to everybody that i would call and then he stopped me and he was like, I know this story. I know who you are because I saw this video on YouTube, the, mm. the initial video of my thing. And he said, and I told him more details about the limo. And um, he said, I made that limo. He worked at what? the place. Yeah, dude, this is fucking nuts, dude. Enrique, Platinum Big Toys. He, he was a shop worker at the end of the 90s in the, the, the biggest place that 
in, in the United States that customized limos back in the day uh, was a place in Corona. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it, it was in Corona. And this dude was a shop worker and he and they were they had they branded the limos with a brand name. Limos don't come that long. This is a 29 foot limousine. Wow. Uh, it's it's massive, massive. So normal limousines are much are, are not as not as long. How hard was it to learn to drive? Because, you, you know, you're driving 500 miles. How hard like that must have not been. Oh, my God. Easy. Yeah, dude, Matt. Matt, okay, dude. So I, I love weed. So I'm always smoking weed. <laughs> you noticed. Okay. I know, but I'm just, let me set it up. The first time I had to drive this, because I, when we first had to drive it, we had to get gas. We had, wait, we, wait, we had to, actually, you know, but before we get to yeah. that, so is it parked in your parking lot the whole time? No. Or like your driveway okay. the whole time? Where are you? No, parking? no, 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 no. Uh, I think I forgot that that's a big detail. I parked it in Long Beach, California in a, in a, a secured outdoor lot that had barbed wire stuff and it had other stuff in it. It's owned by the guy uh, that runs and owns Affliction, a good friend of mine. And he let me park the limo there. It was disgusting looking, but he let me park there and nobody would fuck with it anyways because it looked like a piece of shit. But it was it was in a, in a protected thing. And we, I had a remote clicker for the gate. And so I'd have to go meet the mechanic to open the gate so that he can go in the limo. So every time he was working on this limo, I had to go open the gate there. So just, I mean, that's a lot. And it's, it's Long Beach. It's uh, over there. I don't even know. Um, now I forgot where it was at. But um, okay. So the driving, the driving, I was so high. And I thought he was going to, the mechanic was going to drive because this was the first time that we had to drive it to start doing the smog test stuff and get gas in it and, and see if it, how it handled, like what happens. No one's driven it, you know, forever. So then I thought he was going to drive it. And Beto, uh, I gave him the keys and he was like, in Spanish, he was like, fuck, no, you're driving it. This is your limo, not mine. And I was like, oh, come on, dude. Like, I don't know how to drive this shit, man. Come on. You're, you're a car dude, you know? And he was like, this is yours, dude. You're driving this. You need to learn how to drive it. And I was fucking, all of a sudden I got so nervous. I started panicking because I was fucking really high. And I started like, I get like, sometimes like we can, like, I, I, get, I get fucking freaked out on certain, like, you know, in certain situations, I just start kind of freaking out, getting really nervous. You know, it happens. It happens often. Uh, but I was fucking panicking. We had to go to the gas station. So my first trip was out of the fucking lot down this residential street and then onto this main busy street into a gas station. And so, man, I was <laughs> so nervous, dude. I was so, but he was there with me and he was kind of like, you know, making sure. And then once I was probably, you know, a, I felt comfortable pretty quickly, you know, maybe 30 minutes into it, I felt pretty good. And then after all those hundreds and hundreds of miles that I rode on it, I feel so comfortable. Now I can drive and do pretty, I can do a lot of stuff in it. Now I feel very comfortable. Uh, I don't even think about it being a limo. You know, I drove it to Sacramento to uh, back and forth, man. So wow, it was awesome. yeah, it was pretty cool. So, um, so that's how I learned to drive it. But going back, so Enrique, they built certain models. Uh, so all limos went to this place in Corona, got stretched, and then sold to different places, dealerships, whatever. People, a dentist bought this limo in uh, the end of the 90s and in Texas. And it was customized in, Cal in Corona, California, because it said on the side of the original limo, Corona, California, and then it said Tiffany. And Tiffany was the brand 
was this model type that they did. And he was the dude that worked on those things. He was a shop worker. Now he's an owner of his own customization place. And so he was like, I want you to come in. I want to see if this is the limo that I, you know, he built a bunch of these and, and then I went and he was like, this is, this is, this is my limo. And he was wow. looking at it and he was like, see what we did here. And he was telling me shit. My mind was fucking melting. So I was like, this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy, please, 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 you know, please don't quote me so much, please, please. And then, so he looked at everything and he said, this is at least a hundred thousand. And I said, dude, Enrique, I raised 50, you know? And at that point I had already put in about maybe 12,000 already at the, by the time I got to Enrique, it was my money. I didn't touch the GoFundMe until I touched and met Enrique. My money was the, all the other shit. So I was like, dude, I raised 50. And he was like, dude, you can't, you can't fix this for that. There's no way. No, no one can do this. This has to be rebuilt, reframed, gutted completely. Uh, it has to be made from scratch and you, you, you can't do that. And he said, just, buy a used limousine, fix that up and you can, you'll save so much money and it'll be better. And I said, dude, (laughs) no, 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 no. I have to fix this limousine, dude. This, this is the, I have to fix this. And you said, you can't. And I said, please dude. And I seriously, Matt and Chris, I was fucking begging him, dude. Crazy, dude. I was like, please, there's no one going to fucking help us, man. I said, everybody said no, dude, please, man. And he was like, and he was like, fuck. And I can see kind of like, you know, like he wanted to help, but it was just like fucking. And he said, I'll do it for 50. And he fucking, I was like, what? And he fucking made up the contract and I left the limousine there. And he's, and he's an angel. He's an angel. He's an angel. He said, I'm doing this because I want to help and I want to be part of something good and something cool. And this is such a good, this is my limo. You know, your, your, your idols had it and forever. And now it's yours. And, and you raise this money and, and here's what we're going to do. And he, his idea was in the bar, in the back of the bar, the back panel of the bar, everybody's name should go right there and we can have it lit up and, 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 and look all cool. And I was like, oh my God, that's fucking awesome. What a fucking mm-hmm. great. And then he was like, oh, we can do this and this. And what do you want up here? And I was just like, oh shit. And dude, in seven months, he fucking redid everything, dude. Those videos that I have show the progression Dude, he took yeah. it all apart and made new. It looked like a whale carcass, it rotted, and it was right. like the ribs were kind of still there, of the rusted, broken rib. And then he put new fucking steel, uh, like rib a rib cage, a new badass, a new fucking under steel thing support thing. And dude, he did it over brand new fucking sides that matched the originals, but he made it for brand new metal. Um, everything on the inside was completely gutted. Everything and everything brand new. Wiring, AC, heating, the lighting, you know, the, the Rockford Fosgate stereo system, 
melts my ears. I think I have hearing damage now because of the limo and how loud and how fucking crazy. But that was the most important thing to Vinny. When I was in the limousine, when he was playing me a hell yeah demo outside of his strip club in Dallas, the, the, the um, fucking uh, the clubhouse. Oh my God. And so I was in the limo, which is Vinny and I, and I was sitting, he was sitting in the, in the, in the right bench in the back bench. That's where I always sit now, but that's where Vinny sits. Uh, or always sat and I was on the side and there's fucking speakers like right behind my ears. And I remember he was playing me hell yeah demos and he had it so loud that he knew it was hurting me <laughs> and, he, and, and he was laughing. And I was like, Oh, I mean, after I heard the song, I was like, Oh, that's right. And I was like, it's fucking loud. He's like, yeah, yeah. Just laughing. And it was fucking ear piercing. Now it's even more ear piercing than ever, but everything's gutted. We have a beautiful tribute that uh, Enrique again came up. He was like, we should do a cool tribute to the brothers and put it, I thought it was gonna be a small little plaque or something uh, on the edge of the bar in the corner, but it's the entire back uh, bench uh, between the window and the bench right behind here. There's this like long plaque with, um, I wrote this, used a, a part of Dime's gravestone and I, and I applied it to both brothers. I kind of rewrote it. And then at the end, I put a little couple sentences on, you know, because this is a historic thing. Like this is going to go on for me, but I want it to be documented. And I wrote a little paragraph on, you know, like this limo was made possible by, you know, the generous contributions of those who were touched by the loving spirit and music of Vinnie Paul and Dimebag Daryl from Pantera, you know, and it was like fucking boom. And it has a uh, Chad Lee, um, mutual friend of ours, awesome photographer, a good friend of Vinny and Dime. He gave me some pictures to use and I have a big one of Vinny and then a big one of Dime. And then I embroidered the seats with the big CFH on the leather, black leather seats uh, with red diamond cut sewing. Uh, all this stuff was like very specific, man. Uh, we have the original Texas license plate. Here's one. And then mm -hmm. the other one is inside the limo attached Vinny's Dallas Cowboys bottle opener from his kitchen in Vegas is the, the corner of the bar. So right next to the stereo control knobs is this awesome uh, uh, Dallas Cowboy Vinnie Paul bottle opener. That's Vinnie's beer ice can that he would have by the pool in Vegas. And then his Mexican poncho uh, is inside of it. And the one he used for um, a couple of Halloweens and stuff. So I have that from his house uh, as well. But uh, yeah, all the names, 893 names are wow. in the limo um, and alphabetized, uh, the beautiful bar, uh, it's the lights. I mean, it's ev everything, it's, it's black inside. Uh, we have a, a roll down uh, control uh, sent front panel with the, with the TV screen and it can close up so it, you can close out from the driver and be private. We have reverse cameras, front cameras, inside cameras, uh, under lighting, um yeah new stereo in I the saw, front i saw it uh when you came to dinner at recently when i was leaving i saw you pulling away um so i saw the outside of it but i didn't get i didn't i didn't get it out there fast enough to uh do, well you're gonna have a special uh treat in there don't worry about it man but i also don't want to like uh at the out on the outside of it you know i was thinking should i put pantera should i put stuff should i do things and i didn't want to like make it cheap looking either so i had but i had a big cfh painted on the front hood 
so uh, I have, you know, which, so it's, you can tell. And then on the back, I just recently got 333 uh, painted right above with like devil horns on the bottom of the first and the third three. So it kind of hooks. And so it looks really fucking cool. And then the license plate are Vin Dime. So I was trying nice. to think too, that was another, you know, and all that time too, to get the registration, to get the, you know, all these, all this stuff that I had to, to do and wait and, and wait a long time for, and, you know, um, the insurance is really nothing because they, they think it's a 97 Lincoln. They're like, this is worth nothing. Yeah. So that's the problem, but yeah, man. So there, I, I think that's, that's kind of like, you know, okay. And I will say uh, the, I'm maybe jumping ahead, but my favorite part of this whole thing, Matt and Chris, my favorite part, the number one thing is I get to talk about Vinny and Dimebag mm -hmm. so fucking much more than I ever have in my life, more than I was when they were alive, more than, more than anything. I'm talking about those two guys and Pantera more than ever to little old ladies to, to, to walk into the neighborhood when they, when they see it, when we have it parked here, um, anybody, I mean, everybody that's curious, people would ask me and I get to tell the story to all these different people from all everywhere that I've gone in the limo, you know, I, I people ask me, whoa, whoa, what is it? Cause there is not, there's not a 97 limo rolling on the streets right now. They don't exist. You know, I mean, if they do, they're really old looking and not really, really cool. But mine's really awesome, man. <laughs> uh, it runs really smooth, very beautifully. Great gas. It's got 134,000 miles on it. So it doesn't have, it's not, it's not that bad. It, it's smooth, man. And, you know, we're always, um, I continue now, you know, um, just obviously this costs a lot of money still, you know, and um, I did Chris Jericho's podcast and he was asking me about this stuff and he this is fucking crazy so we did this podcast and about the limo and stuff and he sent me a year's worth of parking for the limo um and because i have because dude and here's another crazy story so the limo okay that's the, the, the that's the little front front shadow and then i'm gonna go back and tell the story so the limo, when I had it in Long Beach, after it was uh, restored, I had a cover on it. I had to lock, the, lock the, the underneath it, lock the cover onto the limo just as security. Uh, it was parked in the same place that it was parked when it was a piece of shit. Uh, in a, two weeks, maybe less, they tried to break into it. And so I was like, oh, fuck no, fuck no. They broke my lock on, my, on, on trying to get the cover off the, off the limo. And they broke. Yeah, dude. So I was like, fuck this. So I parked it in a park nearby my house. I would have to move it all the time. But I was like, I'm not going to leave it there. I have to get I have to get it parked somewhere better. But it needs to be indoors because the, the limo has that vinyl top and the rain. And, and we live near the water kind of, you know, but it's just very a lot of moisture is always in the air. Always, always. Everything's wet. And it's just going to ruin that top. And I just want to be secure as well. So I found an indoor spot, but everybody was charging, quoting me about four, 500, 500 and up to park this fucking giant limo indoors uh, in Orange County. And um, I went to a place and the guy was like, we'll charge you um, 
you know, like it was like 400 and 410 or something like that. And then I went in and I met with him and then he was a fan of Pantera. And then his other guy that was the one of the main dudes that ran, he was a big fucking fan of Pantera mm-hmm. and went to four of their fucking shows. So when they awesome. were like, oh shit, dude, fuck Jose, you know? And, and, they, and then the other dude was like, I fucking heard you on the radio. And so they gave me a discount of 350. And I said, oh, fuck, dude. Wow. Dude, I got it. I was getting. I have a, I have a 1970 Chevelle that I, it cost me 500 a month to, to garage yeah. park. Dude, I'm telling you. Yes. I, I was getting big quotes. 30 foot limo. You're paying 350. Well, well, hey, well, well that's the, that, that's the Pantera VIP price, man. <laughs> yeah. You need to find a good big chopped fan, Chris. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> So, but the story gets better. So when he was like, all right, we'll do 350, man, because this is cool. You know, we'd be happy to have the house this year. And I was like, why don't you lower it to three, three, three? And I said, that's <laughs> um, that's Vinny and Dime's favorite number. Um, you know, and I showed him my tattoo and he was like, oh, well, you know, uh, we'll see. And this was like Thursday, Monday, when I went in to, to sign the contract that I looked at it and it said three, three, three. Fuck. yes dude i was getting quoted 350 to park it outside right all the places all the places were quoting me 350 to park it outside i got 333 every month indoors so there's another expense so you know but i'm like fuck it dude i, I have to take care of this you know and so chris heard that story i got a check for uh, almost four thousand dollars and i didn't know who it was from and i was like what the fuck and it was a weird name. It was his real name. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and, and, and then I texted him and he was like, no, dude, Jericho was at the funeral with me. And we were at uh, dime and Rita's house afterwards till like five 30 in the morning. It was a special, you know, thing be- between us. And he was close with Vinny and he was like, man, I-, I need, you know, so him doing that, dude, like that, that was the biggest contribution that I got. Like I got a couple of thousands. Um, maybe three people out of the 893 and then, and then with Jericho, man. So that was a huge, huge help right there, man. But the, the, the limo costs money, you know, I mean, it costs a lot of money. I'm still doing stuff. We're still fixing stuff on it. Now I'm getting a new uh, relay switch because when you turn on the car, uh, the limo, the windshield wipers go on first. And, I'm, <laughs> and then, so and so it always like has the fucking crazy street. It's like, it's just like, can't, does it have to fucking turn on every time? And he's like, I, you, we have to replace. I don't have a horn. I'm getting a new horn. That was 280. Um, mm-hmm. Just to get, just to get the, the part though. The relay switch was 280. So yeah, dude, there's, yeah. it's just nonstop, dude. It's nonstop, but it is an honor. I've had so many little symbols and signs from the brothers. I know they're just so fucking stoked. And, one of my favorite parts, my favorite people to have in there, Rita, uh, Dimebags, mm-hmm. uh, Hag, Dimebags Widow. She was in there. She got emotional. And Bobby Tongs, Pantera's videographer, Dimebags, uh, like right-hand dude forever. Uh, the dude that both of them were the guys that did all the Pantera home videos. Like Bobby Tongs is OG, you know, and he was in the limo as well. And they both, and Brydog. Bride dog, we bride dog. He was in the limo. We were there a whole night at, at Chad uh, from Hell Yeah, uh, Mudvayne, his birthday party, and bride dog was in the limo the whole night. He didn't want us to leave, and he just wanted to stay in the limo. Do all they all said the same thing? How proud and happy and 
amazed Vinny and Dime would be and how fucking stoked they are that this is the way it is now that, you know, that I'm the one that's, you know, lovingly taking care of it and sharing it in Sacramento. I, I, I had strangers, bands would just come in and drinking with us. We were giving them drinks at the Aftershock Festival. We parked outside the hotel. You know, we, we, anybody, I went to Vegas and I parked outside of, um, uh, the Duke, um, counting cars, the the vamps or the yeah 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 that place that car museum that he has. I parked outside of there on a Sunday for a bunch of hours, and I had free whiskey shots. So anybody that came by that wanted to go and you know hang out inside the limo, take pictures, take videos, drink, you know. And I was offering whiskey, and not a lot of people were drinking shots at you know two o'clock in the afternoon. But I was offering because what would Vinny and Dime do, you know? So. Uh, I want to like share it with the world. I want to do an interview series in it. And I just did my first one, Sammy Hagar. That was a trip to have him in there. And, you know, we talk about Dime and Vinny, you know, and, and, and Sammy and Vinny were, were friends. And, Vin, and Vinny would always go down to the cantina and Cabo Wabo and jam with him there. Pound Cake was the song that he always played and, and rock and roll from Led Zeppelin and, and a few others. But yeah, dude. So I want to, every time I have somebody in there, like Zach Wild, uh, Scott Ian, different family guys and people that are close to them, we're always going to talk about, you know, Vinny and Dime and then what they're doing. But mm -hmm. I want to do that. And I also want to, you know, use it for charity fundraising. You know, people that want to take rides in it can rent it for certain uh, occasions. My, my driver can, can be in charge and stuff. They can have me or not have me and just have the limo, but the money will go to the expenses and then everything else to charities. So, and I'm starting a charity. So I want that to be a, a major vehicle for helping to fundraise. I just figured it out. I will rent it. I will overpay. I will overpay whatever the rental fee is. I'll double, I'll pay double the rental fee. I'm getting married in May. I'm sure you're coming. I'm building this, I'm having this crazy wedding where I'm building a carnival and whatnot and games and all the sword swallowers and all the stuff. But after the wedding ends at 11, there's an after party at the Four Seasons and we need to take that limo from... You can't pay for that. And that will be a gift from the Mangans to you guys. So don't even worry about that. That is a great idea. And it's yours, dude. Don't <laughs> worry. You. I got you. I got you. And AJ is a... Dude, uh, My the guy who did the limo, when I picked up the limo, I said, okay, now what? You know, as a, what do I do as a limo owner? What am I supposed to do? What registered? What do I need to do? I have to get a California public utilities thing and uh, pay commercial insurance and get have a driver. And I was like, well, oh, oh shit. I'm like, you know, well, I need you to recommend the best driver that's going to be super cool for me. And uh, Enrique was like, thought about it. Like, I have the perfect dude. Called him in front of me and told him, hey, you're going to, uh, this guy's going to call you and. And he didn't know that I was on, but, you know, he was like, you're going to give him uh, this rate. You're going to give him my rate and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, dude, my driver is so fucking badass. Uh, he's like family to us. Now, he drove us to Beauty and Essex in L.A. on Christmas Eve, which was so amazing and, and beautiful. Thank you again. I loved being able to see you there. Those cookies were awesome. But AJ <laughs> drove us to Vegas. You know, AJ's dri driven us everywhere. AJ's driven my my daughter and her friends to the casino in um, Inland. Um, oh, yeah, the yeah. one, not, not Morongo, but yeah, Morongo. Now it's a different name, I think now. But so drove them there, picked them up. We had her do, we, like, I'm not even with them, but it's like, we AJ is like family to us, dude. And, and it's, like, it's very cool. So he'll be the one driving you around 
in May. Nice. And, and he's, a, he's an awesome, awesome guy, dude. Yeah, but dude, there's a lot of good vibes to it, man. When you get inside of it, you can feel it. Like you yeah. can feel it. There's this love. There's this vibe. It's, it's emotional. It's beautiful. And it's fucking real, dude. It's, it's so awesome. And I, I can't believe that being, you know, again, my first tattoo when I was 16 years old, Pantera, my whole fucking life, Pan fucking Terra, Pantera, Pantera, not for anything, like not for any reward. I didn't expect any fucking thing ever. I just did it to serve, man. I did it because they're my favorite. And to be able to own that fucking limousine, it's fucking, it melts my mind. Talking about it, this melts my mind, even talking about it. But when I see it, I have, it's like a, like a proud parent moment, you know, it's like, wow, look what, look how beautiful this turned out. Wow. Look how much love was put into it. And now look at it. Wow. That's awesome. So yeah, dude, it fucking feels great. Oh, and we've gotten stuck. It, it, it stopped working for us a few times. Oh, dude, in Vegas, we had it on and off, on and off for hours. It was hot. We were running the fucking AC. And then when we finally got in to drive back to California, uh, it didn't work. We tried jumping it. It didn't work. Uh, and then I called my mechanic. And on FaceTime, we fucking jacked up the limo, went underneath. And fucking uh, hit the starter with a fucking tool to spark it. And someone had to be inside to fucking, at the same time that it sparked, you had to, you had to fucking turn the key. And we kept trying and it fucking, and it sparked all in AJ's face. He was underneath and, and it, fuck, he said it was crazy, a big ass spark. And the fucking limo turned on and then we drove home, dude. That's but it, awesome. that, took a few, that took a few hours, dude. And it was embarrassing. You know, we were sitting there, but luckily only the people that were working there saw us. I, was, but, um, I, I took my Chevelle out and we got to end on this, by the way, because we could talk forever, but we were out of time. But I took my Chevelle out a couple of weeks ago and all of a sudden we parked it and went and did something. And then we got back in the car and it wouldn't start. I'm like, what, what the heck? Basically, the, the fuel indicator is broken, but I didn't realize it. So we were out of gas. Oh. We had to walk like two miles, <laughs> buy a gas tank. You know, it was the whole thing. But anyway, oh, listen, man. I, we can go forever, but we can't go forever because uh, we're out of time. Um, I love, thank you so much for sharing all this amazing, this, what an amazing story. Anyone listening to this, if you haven't done it, go to YouTube, you know, type, uh, you know, you can find it easy. Just, you know. Jose Mangan, you know, Dime Limo. Pantera Limo, yeah, yeah. been Dime Limo. Crazy, crazy. Uh, cre- the videos are amazing watching it get restored. I can't wait to, to get inside it on my wedding, I guess, now. And uh, yeah, man. No, before, dude, we're going to do it before. Dude, you're, t- you're crazy. We can do it soon. Let's do it this month, man. All right, let's talk about it. We'll talk about it offline. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. You're the best. Love you, man. Give give my best to the wife. Thanks, and the kids, guys. And we'll talk soon. I will, Always man. Appreciate it. We got love a lot of love for you guys. And thanks for letting me fucking do this and spill of my course. love about Vinny and Dime, man. Thank you guys. So it's awesome hearing the passion. Thank you for doing it, man. Thank you for doing the whole project. All right. So that was awesome. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening to Delirious Nomads, sponsored by Blacklight Media. We will be coming back at you next week with another awesome guest. Be sure to follow Blacklight Media on socials for new music and more. And above all, keep it heavy. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? 
<laughs> How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>